and welcome to Desk of Lady Ada. We're back. Hey everybody, it's a lovely Sunday evening and we're back at my desk, Desk of Lady Ada, to do a follow-up part two on last night's exciting Nordic NRI-52 Metro build. So last night what I did is I sketched out the design um, by taking an old Metro circuit board, um, taking out the Atmega 328, you know, taking out all the parts that we're not going to be using and then pasting in the Nordic NRI-52 module and all the components that go with it so we can make basically a Bluetooth or energy version. This is based off of our NRI-52 Feather. So we're pretty sure that the schematic is all good. So all we have to do is do the layout. So last night I think we had 50 minutes total and we basically took the Metro, gutted it and, and kind of did the pin configuration. Um, this morning I did a little bit more pin configuration. Uh, I, I wanted to multiplex a couple pins that I could. For example, the Bluetooth indicator LED is now multiplexed with um, like the DFU pin and the um, uh, single wire debug output pin is multiplexed with the factory reset. Those are very rarely used pins. So on the off chance you need to factory reset, you're probably not going to be doing that at the same time as debugging. You're going to do one or the other. So I don't feel too bad about multiplexing those. And then this is the final design layout. Um, there's one wire that has to be routed because I'm not sure I actually want to connect this. It's connecting the 5 volt pin from um, the SPI port to, uh, I'm not sure whether I want to connect it to the 5 volt pad or the um, higher of 5 volts and the live poly battery. So I'm still thinking about that. But um, all 250-ish other air wires got routed today and um, it was a couple hour process. It takes about two hours to route that many pads. It's about, you know, half a minute per, per wire. Um, but instead what we did is we recorded it while I did it. And it also meant I could listen to music because we're going to show you a time lapse of the routing process, which is much more exciting than watching me route for two hours. That's right. So we're going to shrink it down. Beep. And now we're going to play this. And uh, when you have commentary... Uh, I'll bring you in, and you'll be uh, Lady Ada talking about Lady Ada round boards. There's gonna be two of me. Yeah. Pretty exciting. All right, so here we go. Okay, so you can you can pop me up because I'll I'll, yeah, I'll start talking pretty fast. Yeah, you're gonna get in here. All right, let's go. Let's Bye. do this thing. Okay, so we'll start from the beginning. Yeah, here we go. Okay, so this is where we left off. I decided to put the module over there on the right hand side. Um, so the first thing I did is I just got rid of the ground plane because the ground planes are very confusing. I like to route without the ground wires in the way. So once I did that, I basically started connecting the most populous wires that are over here. So all of these are the bottom pins are GPIOs and those go straight up. So basically I had to, you know, the, the thing is the, the via holes I have are a little bit larger than the wire. So I have to kind of do this squiggly, you know, you know, wires go out and then wrap around. You can see how they kind of curl around each other to get all of um, the pads out to vias and then all the way up. So they go pretty much right underneath um, the module. Now I just cleared up the DRC because now I'm actually starting to route. I'm like, okay, I'm going to do a DRC check pretty often, make sure that, you know, I like to pack things in tight, but not so tight, of course, that it can cause manufacturability issues. So next up, uh, this is the crystal over here. So this is the 32 kilohertz crystal. And then those are the analog pins. There's like four analog pins. Making a little bit of space by moving the crystal up and then um, the analog pins out. So again, the nice thing is because this module can have any 
pretty much any pen on any pad, like for example here, I'm doing the SPI pads and I end up rearranging them so that, you know, this one goes out here, this one goes around, they don't intersect each other. So that's one of the nice things um, that you can do when you have um, a microcontroller that is really flexible. It's rare, usually microcontrollers, even like the SAMD series is, um, you know, you can't have I2S on anything but a certain couple pins, I2C only a couple pins. On this chip, it actually allows you to use pretty much any pin for any use, uh, except for the analog pins. Um, so then I've got, uh, this is like a DC-DC converter. This is for low power usage, which is pretty nice. It can actually, I think the core voltage is like 1.2, 1.8 volts. And it'll actually have a little DC-DC converter that steps down the 3.3 to uh, 1.8 or 1.2 or whatever. So that's kind of nice. So I, I do place those components. Um, Next up, I'm getting the research, reset circuitry. These two pads are a little, um, they're a little weird because they're underneath the module. And so they're kind of in like a place where the module doesn't like it that you're, he doesn't actually like wires underneath there. So I kind of like bring the wires um, back a little bit. Um, this is now the three volt, three volt power line. So this line here, that's the 3.3 volt power line. That's why it's so thick. And I also put a 0.1 microfarad capacitor in there. Now I didn't have it in the schematic originally, so I added it. I like to have a 0.1 microfarad right next to the power pin and then a little bit farther, a 10 microfarad. So you kind of get both together. That gives you um, best low and high frequency um, support. Now I'm going to do the LiPo charger section. So um, over there is the LED. The LED is right next to the jack. This is the connector. And then I'm grabbing, um, you know, this is the 3.3-volt uh, regulator. And then down here, uh, this little guy over here, this 5-volt, this is the LiPo charger. Um, the switch is connected to the enable pin of the regulator. So that switch will allow me to turn on and off the 3.3-volt power, which is pretty cool. Uh, I think that's like the, there's like a couple little things here. Like I'm, I try to measure the voltage on the um, battery. This is the blue Bluetooth LED. So that's controlled by the module. So I'm just making a little bit of space because I have a you know red pin 13 LED, yellow RX, yellow TX, green power, and then I have the fourth blue for Bluetooth. And then I'm just kind of rearranging it and putting the resistor nearby and getting these LEDs all nicely connected. The, the blue LED, again, it's, it's, it's a firmware thing. Our stack controls it. So I assign it to any pin I want. Uh, now I'm doing the other two analog lines and I'm just sort of cleaning some parts up to make space for it. Um, I'm checking out the you know grounds, making sure my ground looks pretty good. Let's see, I'm doing the power lines now. So pretty thick traces for the, the three volt, five volt, ground, VN. These are the nice thick, I think they're 20 or 24 mil traces. Um, now I'm doing the reset protection circuitry. So to make it easy to program, we have um, like the Arduino, Uno, and, and derivatives, uh, we use the DTR pin on the um, USB serial converter to reset the chip to get us into bootloader mode. So I need these little two components to protect from over-voltaging because the, the, there's a spike up and a spike down. So I just have a little uh, diode clamp. Uh, more power supply, just making the traces nice and thick for the 3 volt, 5 volt. The 5 volt comes from up here, the USB. Uh, 3.7 volts from the LiPo down here, and then they kind of come together, the 3 volt regulator. Um, let's see what's next. 
I think this is the RX and TX lines. This is the reset line. I think I rearranged a few pins on the module to make it wrap a little bit nicer. One thing that you do have to watch for is there's a couple lines that are near the radio antenna, so I'm gonna have to warn people, hey, you know, don't use those lines at, for timers. Not a good idea, but I think it'll be okay. They're connected to the UART, which is, um, you know, this, these two pins here connected to the UART. They're not super high frequency. So now we're doing uh, pins 12 and 13. And then this is, these are the lines that come from the USB serial converter, which is this chip over here. And those two lines come out this way. And then the reset button and the reset circuitry is up there. It also has to come down. More power supply stuff. Fidgeting. Power, so I love the power supply cleanup because it was, I kind of put it there and then I moved it. Um, I do my DRC, just quickly checking some things. Now I'm doing the NFC antenna. So one thing that's interesting about this chip is it has the ability to act as an NFC client so you can pair without having to pair. But those pins, they are fixed pins. They have to be these two pins, these two right here. So um, I'm making space, shoving things over to make space for the two capacitors. And then I'm gonna have two um, through hole pads that I can solder a antenna to. I might also put a uh, board um, level antenna, but I'm not, you know, I made space for it, but I'm not sure exactly if I'm going to use it. This is where I kind of, I ended up changing to um, five mil to, to really, you can see I'm like tightening things up and I'm, these are the two through hole pads. Not a lot of space here and I don't want to bring the wires too far. Those analog pins, I want them to be as close as possible to the, um, the pads out down here. Okay, so this is the SWD connector. That's used for debugging. If you are going to be using this with a J-Link or OpenOCD or GDB, it has built-in debug support. So I ended up deciding to put the connector up there. Um, the debug pads are actually down here, but I thought, well, I'll, I'll just bring them underneath the module like the rest. And the nice thing about this location is that the debug wire can come out and it won't interfere. I, didn't, I don't want the wire to be in the, in the way of another connector. So the way I put the connector is the cable kind of comes out nicely and won't uh, interfere with a shield or something. So I'm just, you know, making some space, moving the pads around, connecting uh, power and ground. I do a commit because I'm kind of getting close to done. I think I'm about 25 air wires left. So this is where I'm like, okay, I might end up undoing a lot of work because I'm really starting to noodle. Um, so I'll do a git commit to save my work. This is the DFU button. This is a button for like, you really did something terribly wrong with the bootloader. You have to force your way into the bootloader or you're using it with um, uh, Minute or uh, Zephyr or something, some other non-Arduino bootloader. You might need the DFU pin. So I, I do stick a DFU connector there, uh, button there. Um, yeah, I'm sort of like, trying to get all those wires away from the antenna as much as possible. And now I'm kind of, now I think I'm at like the last 10 air wires. So this is kind of where it gets a little, not hairy, but it's like things really get like pushed around. I think I re, yeah, I swapped two pins here. I swapped an LED and factory reset pin. And then I have like one last pin, this one last pin here. I have to snake this out and so I end up moving all of these parts around 
to make space for one last via. I think that's the pull up for the debug output. That's the reset line for the debugger. All right, so all the components are now placed. Sometimes, you know, I place the components as I route them, but eventually I'm like, okay, all the components are now placed. Now I have to uh, finish my route. So there's that last, last one. So you see, I move all the wires out of the way. I kind of zigzag them out of the way to make space for one um, via. Kind of, kind of push things out. This is where a push and shove router would be really awesome, but this version of Eagle that I have doesn't have one. So you can see I kind of like shove everything around a little bit. And as I'm doing it, I'm constantly running the DRC to make sure that um, I don't make a wrong assumption about how close I can get a component. So you can see I push all the vias up and out. You can see the little zigzags, push them out of the way. And this also gives me a nice um, ground that can come in here because I'm going to need to have a nice ground plane underneath the module. So you can see all of the pads purposefully that come out via and then underneath. So the bottom layer isn't going to be a full ground plane, but right here where my hand is, that will be a ground plane. If I really care, I mean, by the way, the module itself also has a ground plane, so it's not like, you know, it's a four layer module. It's nice to have a nice ground plane underneath it as well. I don't feel like I need a four layer board here because again, the module does it. So now I've pulled the ground plane out. I'm tweaking the ground isolate because I want it to fill in. It was a little bit too um, thick. I had it at 12 mil, but I want it to be, I think I set it to 10. So it would fill in nicely. And now I'm sort of shoving things around to give myself a nice uh, thick ground path here and a ground path here. And then I'm gonna, you know, I make space so I can put some vias. Yeah, good times. More vias, staple that ground plane in. Then um, I wanna clean un up underneath, so I turn off the top layer, and now I'm just working on the bottom layer, and then, you know, um, packing the traces close together. So getting as much away from the antenna keep out area, which is right here, you can even see it says keep out. Some more moving, 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 getting out of the way. Don't want anything underneath the antenna. Keep that clear, and keep as many traces away from it as possible. Okay, so what's interesting is I'm not doing any, the traces, you know, I'm trying to keep them kind of neat, but it's, they're not going to be um, perfect 45, 90 degree angles. I actually do that after my first schematic has been verified because it takes like two hours to do the route and then two hours to get like all the traces perfect 90, 45. So I was like, you know what? I'm gonna verify the schematic, get a prototype made, then I'll go and make all the traces, you know. Thicken all the traces I can that, that have a lot of power that maybe I missed. Make them all 45, 90 degree. Here I think I'm also trying to make this power path. Here, this is that, remember this is the three volt power line to the module, it's the only power pin. So I'm like, okay, I wanna have a good ground connection near that as well for the ground return. Because the ground right next to it is the, the power return. Okay, I think here I was just like cleaning up some power supply stuff maybe one or two last traces. This is actually, now I turned on, uh, I had ground air wires off while routing. I turned them back on, now I'm actually doing my ground route. Um, there's no point in routing ground wires until you're done. Like, you know, you're, you wanna get all your signal lines that are picky, and then you do your ground and power. And I think this is kind of where I finish, and then I'm just trying to, I look for uh, places where it looks like the ground 
plane is pinched and I kind of move parts out of the way. I'm also trying to move parts away from the silk screen. So a little bit of cleanup. This is a ground enable. Kind of like, how's this looking? Maybe get these reset components a little higher out of the way so they don't interfere. The silk screen will change, but I wanted to make it, you know, maybe the, the reset stuff should go next to the uh, reset pad rather than near the, the Arduino reset pin. And then I move the jumper next to the label, route it, clean it up. I think, yeah, you made me wear the skull. That's how you know it's done. That's how you know it's done. You did it. I kind of shifted off, but here I am. So I was I wore yeah. the skull mask. Yeah, you're done. And uh, yeah. Okay, so can you? Okay, so uh, we're finished. Boop. Thank you, other lady Ada. Yes, that was Ooh. my skull. Okay, so this okay. is the final design. So yeah, the silk screen is gonna change. <laughs> um, big. Um, these, these things down here are going to stay the same, but this Metro, you know, it's probably going to shift to the left. And okay. then, um, I left those pads for the NFC connection down here. There are these two holes, but what I'm going to do, um, probably on the second or third revision is this whole area here, which is just totally empty. There's like nothing here. I'm going to move all these traces out of the way and then I'm going to put, um, I'll take away the ground plane as well. And I'll turn that into a little um, surface mount NFC antenna just by having traces that go around like an inductive loop. And we'll have to tune it, but then you could you, you can press it up to your phone and pair it. Kind of interesting. Okay, question from the chat. Does yeah. bouncing the signal backwards through the via lose some of its effectiveness? You know, if honestly, the, you, you know, if you have enough vias and they're small, it doesn't make a huge difference. Um, not at the power, like this isn't, there's not that much power. You just want to have a, a reasonably good ground plane. Um, as long as you have one clean one, like in my opinion, it's better to have one big ground plane, like underneath the module. So you have like basically something for the antenna signal to reflect off of, than to have two like kind of half-assed ground planes. And that's why if you look here, the, um, the underneath, the blue, is completely cut up. It's all traces, but the red um, top, let me turn off the silk, it's confusing. But the top layer is um, nice and big. You just need it to be the same size as the antenna, which, which you do. Cause yeah, the, they're small the traces, so, I mean, they're not going very far. No, they're not going very far. And it's, it's actually like this here, this is where it reflects off of, this is where the antenna comes out. So having good ground connection here is the most important. Okay, that's it for tonight. Um, this is fun. This was an experiment to see how this time-lapse routing two-part video episode would go with commentary and more, and you did it. Yay. Good work, Lady Ada. Time for a prototype, but okay. I think this is good to go. All right, that's it. Say right. good night. Good night. See you all during the week. Skull. Bye-bye. <laughs>